You made it to another episode of the We Did That Shit podcast, hosted by Maya and Babi. Join them as they share experiences and opinions about who did some shit, what they learned from shit, and how they got through some shit. Cousins by chance, friends by choice. These two passion-driven personalities create addictive conversation. Okay. In five, four, three, two. Hey, Maya. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I don't know. I haven't seen you in a long time. How was your week? My week was good until it wasn't. I thought I was having a great week, actually. I, I mean, I was feeling positive. I was feeling good. And then... It was just like I had a day of disaster. And after I had that day of disaster, I said, oh, maybe a week wasn't as good as you thought it was. But, you know, we're getting through it. I woke up. I had a leak in my ceiling. Oh. Uh, and I noticed the leak earlier in the week. Came out into my kitchen, saw the spot. Obviously, immediately knew it was a water spot. Um, I have someone that lives over top of me. Went up there and knocked on her door, an older woman. Um, very nice. White people will invite you into their house, sight unseen. They don't have to, you know, like I ain't never been in your house. If I knock on your door, even as your neighbor, what will possess you to say, come in? I would never do it. But Maybe she thought you were looking for the. No, I mean, she wouldn't have invited me in anyway. I know her. Obviously, we're neighbors. But also, I don't care how neighborly we are. I'm just not inviting anyone into my home. But she did. And when I walked in, nice lady. Don't get me wrong. But her house smelled like cigarettes and cat. And I was like, oh, my goodness. When I walked in there, the amount of skeeved out that I felt was just like instantaneous. So I'm like, you know, talking real fast. Like, yeah, I got a leak. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, do you have something leak on? She was like, no. I'm like, okay. And I just walked out. Like it was I didn't ask any more questions. I yes. didn't say breathe. <laughs> I didn't even say, you know, you sure? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, I got a plumber to come out. Uh, he had to cut a hole in the wall, I mean, in the ceiling. He cut the hole, then he cut another hole, then he cut a bigger hole, and he found the leak. So okay. while I didn't want him to cut a hole in my ceiling, I was happy that he found the leak. So he did that. Patched it all up. He was in here, you know, chitter-chatting with me longer than he needed to. I'm thinking to myself, wrap this up, my man. Like, let's wrap this up. But he's nice. He's been here several times. So oh, it was the same guy? Same guy. guy. That's, that's probably why he feel comfortable now. He does. I was about to offer him something to eat. That's how much he, that's how much he was sitting in here chitter-chattering. He told me all about the home buying process, how him and his wife couldn't afford a home. Then they did... And get this, this was when getting was good. And this is when I should have bought a home. He told me that he and his wife brought his home, their home in 2021. And their interest rate was 2.3%. Oh, wow. And he said he would have had a 2.275, but some things happened. And they were like, well, we could get you a $1,300 rebate if you take the 2.3%. 
and it was only six dollars over time, you know, right. added on to the mortgage. So of course he was like, Yeah, just give me the two point three. Right. Wow. Ah, <sighs> listen. I feel much like with the house, like I should have got married in college <laughs> with a house in 2020. But, you know, I mean, here we are. And then to make matters worse, I was already like, all right, you know, the leak is fixed. It's a nice, sunny, bright day. Let me get out, get some air and get in some vitamin D, you know, to enjoy myself. Mm-mm. My car was like, where are you going? And I just took the car to the shop the day before. I was about to say, you just got the car serviced. Got the car service. Car was working fine. There was no problem. None. Got into the car dealership. They took the car back. The technician comes out and says, oh, yeah, this is what's going on. And I noticed it yesterday when she brought it in for service. My bad. Really? I didn't make a note. So but what if something would have happened? And I would have been stranded on the side of the road. So really? I haven't had a car for the last couple of days. And I had to take my car back. At the time of this recording, (laughs) I have to take my car back uh, on Monday and I have to go in there and act like a plum fool. That's Mm -hmm. fair to me. I would be furious. And I mean, let me tell you something. I have grown. I have really grown because I was in there talking to those people. Very nice, nasty, but nice, you know. Mm -hmm. And and in my former years, nice would not have been in that sentence. It would have just been nasty in when I got service like that. Not that I'm a nasty person, but in regards to the kind of service that I was getting. But I was still nice. The book of happy, I'm back to reading it. I'm back. So it's, it's obviously working a little bit, but not tomorrow. It won't be. I'm, I'm going to try to read a passage before I go, but um, we'll see how that uh, fares out. But I'll let you know you know what's going yes. on that's been my week yeah pray on it because i would be livid because I on it. yes i i really feel like like well you're just like me we are in the car alone right. most of the time and so that's why i don't miss a service i don't miss a service i'm always looking at you know how many miles or you know, service required light comes on you know, I always take my car and then I always, whenever they say, oh, you should get this, you should get that. Maybe they see me coming. I do try to read some stuff before I get there so that mm-hmm. they don't just tell me anything. I get stuff done because I never want to be, one, I don't want to be in a car that's not safe. Right. You know what I mean? I want to make sure big baby, we all right. And I do not want to be stranded by myself. Exactly. That is, oh, I would be livid. I am. And see, I before I go get my car service, I always talk to my uncle before mm-hmm. I go and when I get there mm-hmm. because one I mean I'm not a damsel in distress I'm not yeah. you can't get one up on me you can't tell me what I need to get done and then I'm just going to say yes do it I always have someone to call when they say this is what you need to do I say hold before you do it mm-hmm. and I call my uncle I say this is what they're saying this is what's going on and then me and my uncle we make a, an informed decision to proceed on right. whatever it is because a lot of times my uncle will be like you don't need to get that right now you don't need this you don't need that you'll be fine you know or whatever so and I trust my uncle I don't trust the car dealership I trust yeah. my uncle I had a good rapport with this car dealership I brought both of my cars from there you know, and I've had a good rapport with them, but obviously, you know, they have not seen me in the state that they're going to see me tomorrow. They did one time, but it wasn't even like tomorrow is going to be. 
Yeah, people just not happy until you going off. Yeah, so on next week, I'll um, give you an update on how that was. But, you know, the whites always want to be like, angry black woman. And tomorrow they will see it. Mm-hmm. So how was your week? My week was transformational. Mm. Yes, it really was. First of all, I had um, lunch with some friends and and I text them too. Like, it's not like, there are people I talk to all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know what? Every time we're together, I leave better. And that's the type of people you want to have around you. That was exactly my next sentence. Mm-hmm. That is the kind of people. So I, you know, I was like, and I need this. And and so I have been really in my own self, just trying to be better. You know, I'm coming up on my birthday season and I am just like learning to, um, you know, I still go to therapy every other week. I just want to be the best me I can possibly be. Mm-hmm. So I said, look, all right, this happened. I can't cry over spilled milk. It's over. You know what I mean? How am I going to, you know, now what am I going to do now? What am I going to do? And so again, you know, I have um, challenges in the area of discipline. You know, you have to be consistent with things. I'm doing my to-do list. I make sure I put at least three things on there. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but stuff starts to get done. And then, you know, when you when you accomplish things, it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, your endorphins is all spiking and stuff like that. So I always have to be aware of how I'm feeling and what I'm doing, especially this time of year, because I get the seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. And when I get into the seasonal depression in one year, it just lingered for a very long time. It was scary. But when I get into it, I don't realize that that's what's happening. So it takes me a long time to get out. So this year, I want to be a little more proactive, like much more proactive than the other proactives that I thought I was doing in years past. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just really had I feel like I accomplished a lot. I feel like I conquered a lot of my fears. I feel like I have accepted some things about myself that, you know, I can be honest with people without being concerned about their feelings. Um, And these are like monumental things things for me. Yes. (laughs) Especially the part where you said that you can. let people know about themselves and not care about their feelings or just accept things about yourself and be able to express that and not care about someone else's feelings, you know, finally putting yourself first. Right. Right. And not, and it's not selfish. No, it's not. And as we grow and we mature and we do this thing called life, those are the things in the, that you have to realize nothing is selfish when it comes to you you know, and what you need to do for yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. You really can't. And so if you don't make yourself better, you can't continue to do what you've always done. And that's pour into people. And it has nothing to do with really like, well, who's pouring into me? It doesn't have to do with that. It has to do with that. You know how they say, pay yourself first. It really is in all aspects. You not only in dollars, but you have to pay yourself in love and respect and uh, anything that you can think of. You have to do it for yourself first. You know, saying is true. You can't 
and you can't give what you don't have and you have to give it to yourself first. Yes. Self-care and self-love is very important. Very. So, yeah, so that's how that's how my week was. And I went to um, also virtual church this week and I was like, you know what? Virtual church really is not for me. Like I need to stick with um like there are certain people that I listen to and stuff like that, but virtual church, I'm looking at church like, oh, he's cute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, no. I said, maybe I need to go visit this church. You know, I even found myself because he looked, he was cute and he looked familiar. Oh. And they, you know, they put the good churches, you know, they put the names up there, who's speaking and stuff what? like that. It wasn't the preacher. But um, I was like, mm, I looked it up on Facebook to see if I knew. Like, you know, if it was the person connected to the person I thought they were, I said, oh, this is a distraction. This is not even right. Uh, but, we um, had distraction in church. Let me yeah, tell you. so I had to fast forward. I said, I don't like to listen live. <laughs> I listen like after the lives when I can fast forward to the word. Right. <laughs> I was like, you got to get yourself together. Right. Lusting. <laughs> yes. Lusting in the church. Yes. Yeah, so, no. yeah, so I had a great, great week. Girl, I didn't even tell you I got a text from my pet narcissist. That I mean, this it is what it is. I had, you know, I don't respond a lot because when you respond, I mean, like they'll send like 50 texts and then I'll be like, blessed day. Right. It just like opens the floodgates. That was a hundred yeah. texts, you know, yeah. was texting me, text, I mean, flooding me with texts. I was asleep and I don't. You know, check my phone like that. You know, my phone is always on silent. Mm -hmm. You know, I just when I need it, that's when I pick up my phone. Mm -hmm. Like you never answer the phone, whatever. Well, if I don't see it, if I don't see it that is lighting up, whatever, I don't, you know, pay any mind. And so I get he said all these texts, and then at the end, the last text said, I'm just not gonna text you anymore because you don't respect me. Not you don't respect me, but you know what? Not respecting him brings us to the topic that I wanted to talk about this week. Um, and the topic that I think we should get into this week is mm, narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> narcissism. It's really not funny. It's but... not funny. And um, you brought to my attention that narcissism has become so popular yes. and the crazy thing about it was i sent you of i sent you the first yes. video about narcissism and it wasn't even because i was like well wait a minute she dealing with a narcissist let me send you this video i sent you the video just on some how i send people tiktoks look right. at this this is funny right look at this this is right. interesting but I looked at that and I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember us having a conversation after that. And you was like, you know what? That video <laughs> you sent me. I, I don't know. Something about that video sparked an interest in me. And it yes. seems to me that I might be dealing with a narcissist. And so I think that this is an important topic, not be only because of your personal experience. And uh, uh, to lo and behold, I had my own personal experience with a right. narcissism. I didn't even know. Just because it has become like a popular topic. Um, and we don't want to use the term loosely. Loosely, yes. But <laughs> it, it's out there. It is. Yeah. It is very, because I think that, first of all, before you sent me that video, I never thought of that. Like, mm -hmm. in my mind, a narcissist was someone who is so self-absorbed. 
Right. That it's like obvious. You know what I mean? Like I've always been, I remember dating a guy in high school and he had more products than me. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's what I th- first thing I thought was narcissism. Like, wait, you got more shampoos, conditioners, colognes, lotions. You know what I mean? You brush your teeth with this thing specifically and all that. I l- listen, listen, that's that's too much. <laughs> you prettier than me. Like, what is right. <laughs> like this is too much. So, like that, and he's not a narcissist. Um, he's something else, but he's not a narcissist, you know. Mm-hmm. But so that's what I think people who print because he was like always his line had to be perfect every day. You know, his clothes had to lay a certain way, mm-hmm. you know. So when I think about narcissism, I think about someone who is just so self-absorbed. Yeah. Conceit is what we think about when you think. Right. About exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and who wants to be around that kind of person anyway? Right. So I just felt like, yeah, I don't ever have to worry about that because I mean, literally, that was the furthest thing from my mind. And before you sent the video, I was already questioning some things mm-hmm. like, all right now, like I try to be, you know, love people for who they are and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, nobody's perfect. And you know, some things was just getting on my nerves. I was like, listen, and when you sent it, it was just like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. like. You know, it literally was like, you know, that's our favorite scene at Martin. We, they were stranded at the bus stop and they took their luggage. <laughs> and it was like, Martin, Martin, you got your shirt. Do you see you, That's my shit. So, so that caused me to watch more, to learn yeah. more yeah. about it. And yeah, lo and behold, listen, I don't have the credentials to diagnose anyone. You a nurse. Okay, close. I'm close. Mm-hmm. Right. However, I will say it checked all the boxes for me. I was like, right. You know. And then once you pointed it out more and we started, you know, watching the videos because yes. you know, you watch one thing on YouTube or on TikTok or on any of the sites and it does take you down a rabbit hole of yes, it does. And then you start to say, well damn, was I dealing with somebody? And in your experience it brought out like, oh no, you was dealing with a narcissist. Definitely. Too. But 100%. I thought that he was like I always thought he was crazy. Mhm. But and no. I kept dealing with him. And this sounds, this is going to sound bad. But the reason I kept dealing with him was because, because I was you, like. The challenge. Yeah, it was the challenge. And I was like, mm He real full of himself. And he got a lot going on. And I'm going to break him down. And right. you should not feel that way about right. people. Like, you really mm-hmm. should not. But it was just, it was just in me to, to just keep like no not and not let's please be clear not she's not talking like i'm gonna break him down as a man she was gonna she was gonna break him down like he think he ain't gonna be calling and chasing and doing that doing that but yes you are you want to court me exactly that's what thank you thank (laughs) you because i don't need we did that shit podcast to be trying to get canceled for us to feel like we were (laughs) we are Um, but no, that's not what it is. But anyway, in, in, um, watching the videos and then we started reading articles, it brought us to the point that we are today. And, and there are so many resources out there, but we came across an article and we, there are many things that, uh, 
go into narcissism. But yeah, well, to be diagnosed, the, mm-hmm. so to be diagnosed, the DSM five, which is like um, narcissistic personality disorder, is the name of the disorder. And a lot of people can have narcissistic traits and not necessarily have the disorder. I believe this guy has a disorder. But anyway, um, so in the DSM-5, which is used to diagnose, um, it's considered a mental health, even though I hate that term mental health, it's considered a mental health disorder. There are nine characteristics and the person has to meet at least five of the nine in order to get the diagnosis. That's kind of how it works. But there are um, behaviors behaviors associated with the narcissism. And I want to also be clear that I'm talking about men because I date men, but there are, you can have a narcissistic boss, a narcissistic parent, sibling, narcissistic friend, um, and you will experience them in different ways because they still have these narcissistic traits, um, but it will be different the way you experience them. So I'm talking about dating because it really seems prevalent. Like now that I look back and the more that I learn about it, um, it really does seem to be prevalent. And even people that I've been watching, um, like I really like Dr. Romani and um, I've seen her followers go from like thousands to like mil, like she's over 1.5 million. So it affects a lot of people. These posts, they they have millions of views. These people live in all countries. Mm-hmm. You know, they're from all over, men, women. You know, it affects everyone. And I was just like, wow. And for me, I had to, I'm glad I learned about it. Thank you for sending me the video. And also because the person that I am, I'm very empathetic and forgiving. So I have to rehearse these things so that I don't find myself in the situation again. Right. So that's what, so we can't, I came up with a list. Yes. A list. A list. Yeah. And these are behaviors. This is a list of behaviors. So as would be stated, you, it's nine behaviors. So there's behaviors and, and there really are like, you know, red flags, things to look out for um, when you're dating someone because they can be a narcissist and, they are something special. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and get into it and let's get into um, this list. So number one is jealousy. You belong to me. First of all, jealousy is a sign of insecurity. Let's For start sure. there. De- jealousy is a sign of insecurity. It just shows that you don't have any confidence. Like, And that's not cute. It ain't sexy. It's At not all. attractive. In relationships, like you want to be attracted to the person. Mm-hmm. I'm not attracted to insecurity. I'm not attracted to jealousy at all. Narcissists really do believe like you belong to me and me only. And like they really do try to, and it doesn't happen in an instant. But what they do is slowly but surely they wean you away. Like there's something wrong with every friend Every you always got to go to that family function. Why you and your family spend so much time together? Y'all doing something again? You know, this that's how you know they just try to keep you all to yourself. Then you go to the supermarket and it's oh, you was I'm ordering bologna. Like, damn, I can't now. I want to be with the slicer guy. Like, you right. know, jealousy. They feel like 
their property, but it's just the way their mind works. And jealousy is no good because it's possessive behavior. And yeah. you know what I think about when I think about jealousy and possessiveness, I think about murder, suicide. I think about, you know, if I can't have you, nobody else can. I think about, um, you know, like we going to die together, um, things like that. And jealousy is very scary to me. It is right, very it is. scary, scary to think that anyone would think that you were, uh, their possession. And anything, if you speak to another man, that's yeah. like, like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And of course they don't feel the same way about them. Like they can talk to whoever they want to do whatever they want to, you know, and you not supposed to think nothing of it, but go, mm -hmm. you know, that's just what it is. But yeah, what else we got? Number two, blame. It's always you or someone else and never them. Never, ever, ever. And I have a thing about, I, I do not like people in general who, and because the blame is not always obvious. Mm -hmm. The blame is not always obvious. But sometimes I don't like people who put other people down to make themselves look bigger. That is a such a turnoff to me. They blame you for everything, even things that they did. Like they don't take any accountability for what they did. They blame you. You made me do that. And who says that? Abusers. Abusers. Somebody Abusers. punching you in your face. Exactly. Abusers mm -hmm. say that kind of stuff. You made me do it. Oh, because of this, this, this. Then I had to do this. You know, they never take any responsibility. And I'm just using this as an example, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if he's a firefighter, and he's a firefighter over here, you know, mm -hmm. and you say, oh, yeah, because um, they just fought a fire. You know what I mean? I'm glad everybody got out, say, you know, their fire wasn't like the fire. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, uh, everything that they do has to be you don't have to diminish anyone to shine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But everything they do, even if it's the same thing, is better than what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And nothing is ever their fault. Things can be spiraling, whatever. It's never, ever, ever their fault. They will find a scapegoat. And usually narcissists use the same scapegoat. That's why if you allow it, that's why they keep you around. Mm. Because you serve a purpose. Yes, I learned that recently. Thank you. Yeah, well, preach, preacher. <laughs> um, I, I experienced a lot of that with the person that I was dating, the blame. I had never experienced someone who didn't take um, account of their own self like he mm. did. You know, me, I'm like, well, what the hell are you talking about? I'm not um, the woman that is going to just accept whatever it is that you are giving, you know? And so, especially when I know for sure that I'm not to blame for X, Y, and Z, you said something in all of these things, they'll have the same thread of, they do it very subtle. You know, mm -hmm. um, he would blame me for things like we were supposed to get together, like say, you know, Monday at eight o'clock, we were supposed to get together. In his mind, that's when we were supposed to get together. But it was no plan related to me that that was really right. what was going on. Exactly. And when we didn't get together Monday at eight o'clock, he would place all the blame on me. And my thought process was, what the hell are you talking about? You never said X, right. Y, and Z, you know. Right. Um, so I experienced a lot of that. And it was, 
It was very subtle. It wasn't something that happened, you know, when we first met, but slowly but surely I started just getting all this blame. And I'm like, and you know, I wasn't taking it in now because I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But say I was the type of person that uh, internalized all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I am to blame because that's how it happens. Very right. slow. It's like a right. slow burn. All right. So number three, cheating and womanizing. And I can't even believe I'm going to say this out loud. They can't even help it. Mm. They can't even help it because it's not about what does the saying say? Men cheat with their bodies. Women cheat with their hearts. Um, because men can cheat with their bodies. They can cheat and not feel anything like, you know, they, they can do that. And uh, some women can too, but what I'm, they can't even help it. And that is rooted in their insecurity. Mm -hmm. So because they're so insecure and we've talked about this before on a podcast, how like sometimes you get with a guy and he just like, you have to be like, oh my gosh, good job. Good job. Good job. Oh my gosh. gosh, The way you set the table, it was lovely. Oh my gosh. The way you clean the dishes, it was lovely. Oh, you mopped that floor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you put two gallons of gas in my car. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you always have to, and that's tiresome. Yeah, you always have to feed the ego. Oh, right. It's it's a lot. Now, I, I am grateful for everything. I say thank you. I buy cards. I do. I feel I'm grateful. You know what I mean? And um, but I can't do that. I, I, I can't. I, I didn't even do that with my children. Right. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. But because they need that so much, you know, they're they have a deep insecurity. They they literally seek attention from other women mostly because they feel like they can conquer them they they feel like they can conquer them so they seek the attention from others they actively they crave it they seek it they have to have it now once they got it they're like oh i got it okay and if something happens with them like if they have sex all right if they don't all right but like they got the attention and the 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 affirmation that they needed even though it's it was meaningless And then they just go on about their business, but they do it habitually, like Mm. literally habitually, and they can't help it. I I don't know that part of this person that I was dating because he lived the ways for me and Mm. we dated, you know, we weren't in a relationship. Well, Mm. I wasn't in a relationship. I don't know. He was. was Yeah. I don't know. Lo and behold, I found out that he thought we were in this. I told you that. You ain't going to believe me. Why would you yeah. think that? Um, <laughs> I just didn't understand that. That is still a mind-boggling thing to me because we never had a conversation about being in a relationship. Well, I'm lying. Let me stop. I, damn, I lied like it wasn't nothing. We did <laughs> have a conversation, several conversations about being in a relationship together. But, you know, what I mean, it wasn't a confirmation to me. So I was just like, it is what it is. So I didn't experience that part of him, the cheating mm-hmm. and womanizing. But I mean, like, I'm sure it was going on. I wouldn't blame him if it went on. But I, I didn't experience that part. So number four, number four is an A- B. First, let's talk about gaslighting and crazy making. Gaslighting is a relatively new term. It, it's it's really the Jedi mind trick. It's the bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. The gaslighting, it, it, they say it's crazy because you start to doubt the truth that you know. 
mm-hmm. because they're telling you, oh, that truth is not truth. Mm-hmm. That's false. Mm-hmm. You know, but and then you start thinking, is it false? Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean. Exactly. And that's really what beats down, uh, beats women down because we're talking about men and it, it beats women down. And, and for me, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm super, you can't make, if I know the truth, mm-hmm. you can't make me doubt myself. And I'm not the kind of person, I don't need an explanation of the truth. I'm going to make a decision based on the truth that I know. And I don't have to explain it to you. And you surely don't have to plead your case with me because I've already made the decision. Mm-hmm. You don't have input. You know what I mean? So for me, that was one thing. The gaslighting affects a lot and it goes with inconsistent and confusing behaviors because it's like, we were there, you know, you were there. We did that, 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 that. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know that. I don't remember that. You just be like, but it happened, you know, and then you're driving yourself crazy, wanting them to agree Mm -hmm. or, you know, to agree with, what you know to be the truth, but they don't do that. And narcissists are very good. But if you keep going, you've convinced yourself that your truth is not the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, me personally, but B, I'm not going back and forth with you. This is what it is. And I've made a decision based on that. You know what I mean? And I don't have room for your input. It's just that it is what it is. I definitely experienced a lot of the, um, gaslighting with the person that I was dating and and I would go back and forth because I'm like nah yeah because you ain't got nothing else to do and you right and you were and you was the challenge you was like definitely the challenge but I will admit that it was a couple of times where I was like all right well maybe (laughs) you know what I'm saying because the thing about gaslighting is you know those tests that you take and they ask you the same questions, but they ask you in a different way? Right. You know those questions, those mm-hmm. tests that you usually have to take mm-hmm. when you're applying for a job or something mm-hmm. like that? So it's like, did you go to the store? And then the next question is, were you in the store? It's, it's like the same type of question, right? Just, just ask in a different way. That's how I feel about gaslighting. So he would say things to me that would be, you know, the same thing, but then say it in a different way to the point where it kind of had me like, well, wait a minute, maybe he's right. And it was a couple of times that I will say that I gave in like, mm-hmm. right, you know, you're right. Now, a part of that could have been like, I'm tired. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> this man is a nut because that's all yeah. I used to think about him. Yes. I was like he is a damn nut and I'm not going to go. <laughs> I don't have time for this. But when I felt like it, I will go back and forth. But gaslighting is a uh, very dangerous and you see gaslighting happen a lot, not just in narcissistic behavior. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we experience gaslighting in racism. We experience gaslighting in uh, our, us fighting for women's rights. It's a lot of people gas gaslighting us to, to, to think different ways. And that's the thing about, um, gaslighting someone making you feel like you're crazy. You know, it's like you said, I already have made an informed decision for myself and that's the decision that I'm going to stick with. And so, uh, when you're dealing with anyone that's trying to gaslight you, you know, take that as a little nugget, uh, whatever is. If you you don't get it, like if you ever are with a person 
and you be like, oh, he's like a Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. You're being gaslighted. Like yeah. whenever you think like a person has multiple personalities or something like that, because that's why that that inconsistent and confusing behaviors, that's where that comes in, because they know like you go out like even some people that met him, the guy mm-hmm. I dated was they was like, how are you with him? Like they I, saw I, things I, 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 because I, I was like, him. he doesn't act that way, you know, and certainly in the beginning, it was, I mean, for the first six months, he didn't, I just, I didn't want to date him in the first place, you know, but I was encouraged to, and then after I went out on a date, I was like, oh, okay, you know, and so they put up this facade, but then I was like, "Mm, but that's the thing, they can only keep up the facade for so long, and I think that'll come out in something, you know, in other things that we're going to talk about, but you can only, if you're an abusive person, you can only keep up keep it up for yes. so long and it's like yeah. with anything if you're a liar you can only keep it up for so long i don't know Man, it, maybe lying is the wrong thing because person is a liar and they can lie through and through yeah. uh but you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. you can only keep up the facade for so long so we're right. on five right. five is sexist ideas about women yes because narcissistic men feel and most narcissistic people they feel entitled they feel like they're superior to other people. Like, why am I have to be with these peons? And they feel entitled. And because of that, they often have skewed perception, perceptions of women. And depending on what happened, because they say that narcissists are made, not born. Mm. Um, yeah, they say it's 90% they are made. It, it's because of things that happened in their childhood, how they were addressed or praised or how their needs were met it depending on what behaviors cause the narcissism they either see women as you low down dirty tramp or you are woman you are to be worshipped you are you know what i mean so they see it both ways and when they see a woman in a good light like that it's like not really, you know, just because you are a woman, you should be worshipped. Like these things are celestial. So if, and that's what goes, it, it goes along with the cheating. So if you're this celestial being and then you want me, you know, I'm great. And a lot of times they have very misogynistic views, make very misogynistic statements. You know, it, it's talk about, and I said that t- one time, like, I was like, mm, do you even like women? Well, that's Which, a topic that's that we're going to talk about. Day, yes. <laughs> Look out for that topic because we're definitely going to get into yes. the idea of or the topic of men liking vagina yes. and not liking women because right. that is that's how it is. That's mm-hmm. exactly how it is. But yes. Yeah, the sexist ideas about women, I could see that. And then the person that I dated, he 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 didn't like um he felt like we're the same. Like it's no man thing, women thing, you know, it's like, we the same. I, uh, I, you could take out the trash just like I could take out the trash and I can do this and I can do that. So he didn't, I didn't really experience that with him. Yeah. I got, I didn't experience the praise part Well, you know what? This is going to be a common theme through me talking about him. Why was you dating him, Joe? <laughs> I know, but even with the challenge, it was because crazy. even early on, you was like, I don't know, something like, do I like assholes? Because I really think like, yes, <laughs> and I don't, but like, do you? Because you're still talking to him. But anyway, 
Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number six, controlling. Let me say this, and I got this from Maya, and it is the truth. Controlling is abusive. 100%. Controlling is abusive. It really is abusive. And I remember, uh, it was like months in, and I we were having dinner, and he said something. And the first thing that popped into my head was... You sound like a, and it first of all, it didn't even match what we were talking about to me. And I was like, You sound like a, one of them lifetime movies. So, I was like, Do you think he's gonna be punching me in my face in six months? Like, mm. and that's what really started my antenna. Like, we and I can't remember what it is he said. And I remember I called you, mm-hmm. and you was like, mm. Um, the controlling is sometimes it's obvious. Like, you know, if you had a narcissistic boss or something like that, things are very obvious. But with in relationships, sometimes it's a little more subtle. They're controlling you even with the gaslighting. Right. You know, they're controlling you with the how they do the love, what they call the love bombing. Like they always, you know, pour it on thick, pouring it on thick. And what they're doing is they're conditioning you to to seek their approval or to want their approval all the time. And that is controlling, you know, and a lot of times they call it, oh, I'm protective is what they say. Mm -hmm. But when somebody is trying to protect you from something that don't exist or from a a situation that's not happening, that's controlling. 100% because if you're protected, you don't have to state that you're protecting. It is something that happens. And a lot of people think that protection is about, you know, you walking down the street and punching somebody in the face if you feel threatened. That's not what protection is. Not from a woman's point of view. Women want you to protect their heart, their mind, their spirit. You know, those are things that women want you to protect. And now, do we want you to step up if 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 a craze comes out of an alleyway? Sure, we do. But that's not what we mean when we say that we're protected. And those things, as far as protection are concerned, even with the person that you might punch in the face if they come out the alleyway, is just uh, an action. It's not words. You don't need to say it. Uh, I agree with you 100%. You know how I feel. Controlling. And if I have the first sign of control to me is like, "Mm -mm, I can't talk to him anymore. Example, a man said to me today, I didn't tell you this. I saved this for the podcast. (laughs) A man said to me today, we're texting back and forth, right? You know how men ask you for pictures. Send Mm -hmm. me a picture, you know. First of all, to send me a picture, I don't know why men don't realize that that's not we don't like that. You know, yeah. I don't know how many women you got to talk to or how many things you got to hear for somebody to say, send me a picture is not what we want. So he says, send me a picture. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm about to do something. Cause you know, I'm cleaning out my closet. I said, mm-hmm. I'm about to do something. I'll send it to you when I get finished. And his response was send it now. N O W. I looked at that phone. I said, Oh, Oh, okay. Guess I can't <laughs> talk to him no more. <laughs> that was the end of that. That's a deal breaker for me, baby. That was a deal breaker. <laughs> I said, send a picture now. Uh-uh. First of all, I'm not your child. You know, I, you can't tell me what to do or how to go. You know and how I feel about somebody telling me what to do. Girl. You can't tell me what to do, how yeah. to go. And, the sem- and when I said 
I'll send you a picture when I'm done. That should have been sufficient. But for you to say, send me a picture now, that automatically felt like, well, you want to control me. This right. is done to me. The fact that um, I'm even even considered sending you a picture later was a win for you, boo. I but, mean, yeah, like, come on. Is it me? No, <laughs> not, at all. not at all. Because that had yeah. been a deal breaker for me, too. Like, Yeah, so that, that was very ridiculous. Um, the first thing I thought about was control. If you feel that you are being controlled, please cut it off. It is not a good place to be. Okay, so number seven, ignores boundaries. I can't even speak on it. And you know what's really killing me right now? Like, I'm really looking at these things like, and and again, they weren't all very obvious. Right. At, you know, I'm not crazy. Not, no shade to crazy people. But I'm just saying, I, these weren't obvious things. I don't know. I just have a thing with boundaries and some things you should not have to say, you know, I, even if I come to your house, I'm not coming to your house and going, Oh, Hey, what's up? What you got to eat? Walking in, opening your refrigerator, you know, stuff like that. And I'm not saying that's one of the things, but I'm just saying boundaries, just regular stuff. You know what I mean? Without asking first, I'm not doing, you know, certain things. Like if you in the house, what are you looking for? What are you, you know, I'm in my office and you going through my journals and books. And, like what? Mm -mm, no. Boundaries. When someone ignores your boundaries, it's a lack of respect. That's what it is. If you don't have boundaries for people, then you lack respect for them. Regardless, me and you are family. You right. can come into my house and go into my refrigerator. But the respect that you have for me and for my house, you'll probably say, Maya, you got something in your refrigerator? Right. Or Maya, I'm about to go into your refrigerator and get some water or whatever the case right. is. And you don't I have to. Because I know you got something in your refrigerator. Right. <laughs> and you don't have to. But the fact of the matter is, is that you respect me. So if somebody comes into you or, and it's a violation. Yes. Not um, giving someone space, you know, ignoring boundaries that you know for a fact that you should not cross. And it's a sense of entitlement, as you were speaking of earlier. Yes. If you think that you have all access to anything that concerns me. But again, all of these things are a common theme and thread throughout all yeah. of the things. Excuse me, lack respect for me. You are trying to control the situation. You know, it's very abusive all the way around. It is all it all the way around. It is very abusive. And also with the boundaries, here we go with the gaslighting. If I don't care if we talk about it today, he still feels justified. Not even it, it could be something if I'm on the phone. You always got to say something so people know you in the room. I, that that to me, that's that's a boundary issue. Like, shut up. You're right. You know what I mean? I'm not talking to you. And right. what if I was having a conversation and the other person didn't want to know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you somebody else is there, whatever. Like it was never a time. I don't like that. Because I'm a very open person, you know what I mean? I'm I'm very open. And so I don't mind like, oh, you want to spend a lot of time with me? Okay, that's fine. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, you want to do? Okay, that's fine. Like a lot of things don't bother me. But that boundary thing, that's kind of how it all started. And I was looking for stuff. 
Right. Well, you didn't have to look uh, a lot, you know, once you, right. once it was the lack of boundaries, then yeah. the other things just come right out. Yeah. And, at the, yes. and like you said earlier, I don't belong to you. You know, yes. you don't, you, you don't control me. I don't belong to you. You don't have to know every single thing. That's like somebody wanting to be in your brain. You can't be in my brain 24 seven. You don't need to know what I'm yeah. thinking. And literally that's what you it was. And I had to me. say that. And I had to say that, like, I could be sitting there thinking about something. What? I'm entitled to my thoughts. <laughs> like, no. But if you don't control, if you don't, if you don't have your own mind, then I can control your mind. And oh, is that what that think, is? Of course, that's what it is. That's all a part of the. That's all a part of the abuse. You know, mm-hmm. the jealousy, the all of those things. It goes into, especially if you have your own mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I need to break down you having this strong thought of yourself or this a uh, strong sense of yourself, and mm-hmm. I need you to think like me. You know, and mm-hmm. let me think for you. That's really what it is. Mm. Well, that yeah. wasn't working. Mm, I know, <laughs> but though though that was the plan. Oh. Okay, number eight holds grudges and retaliates. Now that one, honey, I know good, well. Good. Let me good. tell you something now, and and the crazy part about that is they can do whatever, anything, and will not take any accountability for it. Will gaslight you, will lie, but if you do anything, and I mean. Anything, you know, just like I said, if you if if we in the market and I be like a half a pound of bologna, please, and I'm nice, so I smile. Well, why'd you smile after? That will come up in every subsequent conversation that we ever had. And and let me and I will say this because I don't argue. I don't argue. This is the only relationship I've ever been in that I had arguments, plural. And, and so, and that was that, and every time anything that they even suspect, which leads to into the next one, it came up repeatedly, repeat, they don't forget anything, they will hold everything against you, and it could be years later, and I haven't experienced this, but uh, other people have, because they are thinking of a way to get you back. And that goes into what you talked about. Uh, you you briefly touched on love bombing. So so it's a twofold with that. First, they love bomb you, and then they take it away. And the grudges and the retaliation goes again goes with that too. Now you you love me, love me, love me, love me, and then you now you have this grudge because I smiled at Mister Baloney, and now you taking your love away and you holding a grudge against that. And I'm none the wiser. I don't even know exactly. I don't even know why you're mad. Uh, I know the person that I used to date. He would. <laughs> this ain't funny. But you this, always laugh. One of this is funny, but he and and it's it really is not funny, you know. But he would. Um, I don't know. I could say the sky is blue, and if he was in one of his moods or what I thought was a mood, but it wasn't a mood. It was him setting up these behaviors the whole time. He would be like, no, the sky is red. And then I would be like, no, it's blue. And then I wouldn't hear from him for a long time. And then when I would hear back from him, he would be like, you still think the sky is blue? Exactly. 
<laughs> and I would be like, what are you talking about? And then right. he was like, and then he would gaslight me, right? So it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a little cycle. Or he would do something and I would be thinking like, well, why is he mad? But not knowing that he was holding his grudge because I said the sky was blue and that that was he was trying to retaliate yes. against me. And I'm like, yes. yeah, don't nobody got time for that. Yes, that was a really good example because that's exactly how it happens. Exactly. Yeah. And then for the rest of the, the time you engage with that person, I don't care. Every time you get into a discussion, it's going to be like, and just like that time you said the sky was blue, you know, exactly. every single solitary time. Yes. Child. Yeah. Yes. That is hilarious. So it's not funny, but it's not funny, but you know, I mean, just think yeah. about it because it would be something as how, how goofy does that sound that you say the sky is blue and now you have to pay for saying that the sky is blue just because another person really wants to believe in their mind that the sky is red. That's crazy. And it's funny. Okay. Number nine, easily offended. And I mean, that just goes to their fragile egos and their, um, because narcissism is rooted in insecurity. Yes, they are very easily offended. And I mean, just like, why would somebody say in the sky is blue offend you? But that's how they feel. It is offensive. If you say, oh, my gosh, that jacket is sharp and somebody else is wearing it, not them. Oh, my gosh. Like, I know you ain't just say somebody else was better than me. You know what I mean? Like, that is literally how they think. And um, one of the things, like, you know, when I go to my counseling session, And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't take it. It's driving me crazy. So the counselor was like, well, it's good. It's good that you don't get it. And I was like, it's good. And they said, yeah, because if you got it, then you would be like that, too. Mm. Because if you understand and it makes sense to you, you know what I mean? You agree. Then that means you're like that, too. So it's supposed to not make sense. It's supposed to Mm. throw you off or be annoying. It's supposed to do that and be so that you you have a healthy thought pattern. It's your own. That's your own. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. I could never put it together. But literally, once I start watching the videos, that's when all of these dots started connecting. Started connecting. Yeah. Yes. The person that I was dating was very easily offended by anything, too. And I mean, like anything. I remember this is the crazy part. I remember our first conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how you meet somebody and then you had that first phone conversation because nowadays you text in and things like that we had our first phone conversation i remember him saying to me what did i do for a living we were talking about traveling and things like that right and it went into i said something that would pertain to uh travel but as far as work was concerned and he was like well what do you do for a living so i said what i did for a living right and then i said how about you what do you do for a living And I mean, he flipped the script. Like, don't ask me what I do for a living. People in this area always want to ask you what you do for a living first. And I I mean, like, he just went on and on and on. First, yes, this, I must say, never tell you this, but no, I'm saving this for the podcast too. (laughs) um, he, He, he went on and on and on. And I was just quiet on the other end, like, now, the only reason why I didn't say, oh, he a nut then right, was because 
you do experience that in this area, in the DMV. Mm-hmm. You, you okay. do experience people uh, fronting a lot, you mm-hmm. know, uh, making themselves more important than they maybe they are as far mm-hmm. as jobs are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do get a lot of superficial people who only care about what it is that you do for a living. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think like, oh, he cray cray because yeah. of what I've had already experienced in this area, you know, and, and where we from, it's like, what do you do for a living? Either I'm going to tell you or I'm not, I'm not going to get offended by it. I don't care. But when he, he just went on and on and on. And now that I'm thinking about it in all of the time that I spent with him, it was it, number nine, easily offended. Not what do you do for a living? And I mean, that's like a natural retort. Like, oh, I do this. What do you do? I mean, right. I, I thought that it was, I thought that it was conversation. You know, it's <laughs> open-ended questions. And then you say, well, how about you? I mean, it's just like conversation one-on-one, but it wasn't conversation one-on-one to him. He went on a deep dive. And I didn't even find out what he did for a living for some time. You know, it was just like, I didn't really care. I knew he worked. So it wasn't like I was really trying to like, I don't, I'm not judging you by what you do for a living. That has nothing to do. If I know that you work, you could be a damn NBA player making millions of dollars and you could be a garbage man. I don't care. Are you bringing dollars into the home? That's what I care about. Okay. So the last one is number 10 lies all day, every day about everything. They lie. They lie about what time they woke up in the morning. They lie about what they wore to work. They lie about what they had for lunch. They lie about what they thought. They lie about what they thinking right now. They lie, 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 lie. I do believe it is a compulsion. It is a compulsion. And I believe just, just like you said, it's something to keep you under control or in a, you know, it's like they're setting you up for this, their reality. Mm-hmm. For their reality, so they lie, and I mean, and they're not even good liars. <laughs> and then when they get caught in a lie, they gaslight, mm-hmm. and so it, it really is a vicious, vicious cycle. But when I tell you, they just lie about everything. Like, what you have for lunch? I had a ham sandwich. Mm. You you don't even eat pork. What is pork? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but literally, that like. I literally, this was the lie and it cracked me up because I was in his area and he had been calling and texting, calling, texting. I haven't seen him. Now they say that the only way to um, break free from a narcissist is like, you really have to go no contact, mm-hmm. but it gets on my nerves. Like if you keep and and like, I, they was like, Oh, just block them. I tried that. Then they call him from text from different numbers and stuff like that. I don't like that. I would rather know that it's you, you know? So when I ignore the call or answer the call, whatever, I know who it is than to have all of these unknown numbers call. And then I have to, you know, be screening calls that way, or you filling up my voicemail with all these other numbers, whatever. So I got to do what's best for me. But anyway, I was in the area and I was like, all right, you can call me. I was like, cause I literally had to turn on his street to, to go home. 
I stopped by, I called them. Like, you know, you come outside, I can see you, you be all right. You know what I mean? I can go ahead home. I called, he didn't answer. I said, okay. I said, because I said, let me call again. Cause he probably think, you know, I could have called by mistake or whatever. Cause I usually don't call. So I called again, you know, so he would know it's purposeful. He texts me back. He was like, <laughs> it's so funny to me. He texted me back. He was like, it was a Sunday. He said, I'm out watching the game. I won't be able to hear you. I hollered. Because you? that is the dumbest lie. It, it, no, it's not even that it's a dumb lie, but it's such a damn, you know, when you lie, you should really put some thought into it. Don't lie, people, but also put some thought into it. You know, right. that is such a lazy lie because it's just like so predictable. It's like, mm, no. And, and, and that would be something that a cheater would say, like, oh, I, you know, it's like I fell asleep. My phone died. You know, it's just like one of those type of lies. It just makes it's just a lazy ass lie. Well, I know. when I lie, not that I be lying, but if I had to lie, <laughs> let me that up. Wait a minute now. Dude. I ain't a liar. But if I had to lie, it's going to be like believe it. You know what I'm saying? Where you believe it like, okay. Yeah, she yes. can't answer the phone. But, but I don't even, know. even with all that, what made it, and I was like, after I finished laughing, because mind you, I'm I'm right next, I pulled up big baby, I'm sitting in big baby right mm-hmm. next to his truck. But you out. <laughs> That's all the lights is on in your apartment, but you out. This is what killed it for me. This is what made me laugh so hard. You don't even watch football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I know you. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't you didn't even like it when I was ready to watch the games and stuff. You don't watch football. So I text back like you're not even a you don't you're not even a good liar. Like you don't even try. He and then but you got to ride it out now. Now yeah. now he got to ride it out cuz his response was, "Oh man, the one time I went out to watch the game, like you can't. Oh my gosh." It gets lazier and lazier with the lies. Like, like I said, okay, you got to ride it out now. Okay, whatever. I just went home. But it was so funny to me. And they just lie about every single solitary thing. Like, they just, it's a compulsion. Hmm. They really can't help it. You can literally not believe not one thing they say. Nothing. I don't don't know if I experienced lying with old boy. I, you know, when I, I I experienced a lot of these things with him, but I don't know if I experienced lies with him. And I, I and maybe it was because I didn't pay attention enough to the lies. Is he a man? Yeah, he probably he was lying. But also, but, I right, have you experienced lies. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not a liar. Right. <laughs> I'm not a liar, but I might have been lying to him too about a couple of things. So the thing is, is like, ah, uh, wait, am I a narcissist? No. I'm not, but, um, yeah, I mean, lying. Wow. I know somebody like that, that lies about, you know, stuff like, did you eat the ice cream? And they got ice cream dripping out the corner of their mouth right. and they'd be like, no. And it's like, you did Right. No. And they're not a kid. They're grown. I was about to say, and that's some toddler stuff right no, there. And they're, they're not a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, this was a great discussion, but yeah. to wrap it up, let's, let's just, run down the 10 things again. Number one, jealousy. Number two, blame. 
Number three, cheating and womanizing. Number four, A, gaslighting and crazy making. Four, B, inconsistency and confusing behavior. Five, sexist ideas about women. Six, controlling. Seven, ignores boundaries. Eight, holds grudges and retaliates. Nine, easily offended. And 10, lies. Now, I'm not calling anybody's anybody a narcissist. And this is not an exhaustive list. All I'm going to say is for me, even though I found out about it after the relation, I had already ended the relationship. When I learned about narcissism, it checked every box for all the things that I had experienced or thought about second guess or whatever. It checked every box. And for me, um, you know, I'm not trying to minimize anybody else's experience because there are a lot of people out here that have been in long-term relationships with these kind of people and they are really, they were abused. I mean, they are jacked up in the head. They are hurt. Thank God that's not my story. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like Judge Lynn Toller says, women need to stop collecting red flags. It annoyed me. You, You get on my nerves. And so I can't be around somebody who gets on my nerves. Like every time I'm around you, you get on my nerves. It's, I just can't do it. But if you start to see these things, please, and it doesn't matter. They don't have to be diagnosed. You ain't got to call some therapist and be like, oh, can you talk to him and all this? You don't have to do anything. You got to make yourself leave and then you ain't got to deal with none of it. Mm-hmm. None zip, zero zilch. Yeah. And it's important to note that, you know, like you said, a lot of people are dealing with these things. We're aware that, you know, separating yourself from someone is not the easiest thing. However, controlling abusive behavior is not good for you. And we are in no way. Yeah. We are in no way. Like the B said, uh, mental health professionals, we can't diagnose anything. You know, we're just giving you, uh, some things that happen to us It's our experiences. And, um, you know, as you stated, thank God that we didn't stay in it and live in it. Um, but if you are, you know, do yourself a favor and try your best to separate yourself from the situation. Because I think that a lot of people think of abuse as somebody smacking you punch you and things like that but abuse comes in so many forms and mental and emotional abuse is real and And it's abuse yeah and those scars can last a lot longer than a black eye a black eye heals but somebody emotionally scarring your heart and your spirit and your mind and breaking you down and mentally breaking you down can last a lifetime so you know if you're out there get help Uh, for yourself and separate yourself. We hope that we were able to give you a little bit of uh, knowledge on the topic and do yourself a favor, you know, go out there, read you some more articles, go on. And if you see the signs, don't ignore them. Don't ignore them. It does not get better. People do not change. You cannot change anybody. You know, it is what it is. Accept it for what it is. You know, I can't tell anybody what to do, but I can't. I'm not doing I'm not dealing with that shit. 
Yeah, and know that it's a hamster wheel, and a and one thing about a hamster wheel, it keeps going round and round, and it never stops, and you go nowhere. Um, and again, we hope that you took a little bit of something from this. You know, do your own research. But these were our experiences. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for this week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's topic. Um, we talked about narcissism. Remember that we drop an all new episode each and every Monday. Follow us on all social media platforms. We're at We Did That Shit Podcast, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube, we need y'all to go out there, subscribe, smash that like button. It really helps us out. Hit the notification bell so that you can get notified every time we drop an all-new episode. But I say it every week. Don't forget, we drop an all-new episode each and every Monday. Follow me on my personal Twitter. It's MyMy13. That's M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at Babiamina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Yeah, and we'll be here same time next week. Remember, I hope you have a transformative week too. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you too.